Some time back, we were privileged to speak with the legendary prosecutor and author Vincent Bugliosi about his hard-hitting book, The Prosecution of George W. Bush for Murder. In it, the former L.A. D.A. outlined his case for bringing the former president to justice for taking troops into combat in Iraq under false pretenses. This week, we passed the seventh anniversary of the quagmire that is the Iraq conflict. While no one has yet made members of the prior administration face the courts, some are in fact trying to do just that. Charlotte Dennett is a lawyer who was inspired by Mr. Bugliosi's book. She ran as a progressive for state attorney general in Vermont. She in fact signed up Vincent Bugliosi in case she won and made headlines with her efforts to, as author Naomi Wolf said, call illegality by its true name. Charlotte Dennett has written about her efforts in The People vs. Bush, and we're pleased to note she's working with another previous guest on the show, Christina Borgeson, to reach out to the public. We're very pleased to be able to help with that and say, welcome to Radio Parallax, Charlotte Dennett. Thank you, Doug. Glad to be here. Well, when it comes to holding this previous administration accountable for its deceptions, uh, President Obama seems to be a little reluctant to act. But tell us about your efforts in Vermont to mobilize uh, grassroots uh, you know, movement in this direction. Well, my efforts in Vermont were mostly centered during my campaign for attorney general, and that happened. Really, I only had a month to do it. I jumped into the race in mid-September 08, and that's when uh, Bugliosi came up and was with me uh, at a press conference. And so we did the best we could in the limited time that we had. We were uh, on, the, on the media a lot and um, tried to get around the state. I think that one of the reasons I've written the book, because I did lose that election, I was in a four-way race, and um, being a progressive, I, um, um, you know, running for statewide office, I was sort of the underdog to begin with, didn't have name recognition and so on. So after a month of running, I got, well, I should be glad by Vermont standards, I got 17,000 votes, but uh, that was only 6% of the vote, which was actually lower than I thought it was going to be. But people have since told me, well, you didn't have time, you know, and... Um well, 17,000 people signing up for that effort, I, I, for what you're trying to do, and that you ran on the platform of holding Bush accountable. Yeah. Some people said, well, that isn't so bad, you know, all things considered. But what I've wanted to do with this book is to uh, sort of explore more. Are, are Vermonters as sanguine on this issue as I certainly thought they would be, because... Uh, 60% of them had been polled as being very, very much opposed both to Bush and the war in Iraq. And there had been town meetings. 37 towns had voted to impeach him. And the town of Brattleboro had actually voted to have him arrested if he set foot into the state. Vermont's the only state where Bush never visited. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, it, you know, it seemed to me to have been the ideal place to launch a campaign. And, you know, Bugliosi hadn't envisioned someone running for office. He wanted to find a sitting DA or attorney general to do this. But to do it, you know, it, it takes a certain amount of uh, risk-taking to your career and uh, to your, I suppose one could say, to your credibility. So I sort of reasoned that there wouldn't be very many uh, DAs or AGs at that point that were going to step up to the plate particularly Democrats, because every, all the grassroots Democratic efforts kept getting squashed uh, by the leadership who wanted to put a impeachment off the table. So my running as a progressive, I think, is in a way not an accident. It probably would have only taken somebody in a third party to mount the challenge. But in the process, I met wonderful people all over the country, and they were um, feeling very politically betrayed. 
uh, by their own party, I might add, because impeachment wasn't going anywhere. So they started to really seriously look at prosecution. And by the time um, Obama got into office, over um, over uh, 60% of uh, Americans polled by both USA Today and Gallup Poll, and this is in February '09, said they wanted an investigation of the Bush administration for the crimes that it had committed at the highest level, and that included the war in Iraq and torture alias war crimes. And also, uh, when Obama had, had won the election, the number one issue on his website wish list for people was uh, to uh, hold the Bush administration uh, accountable for all of its uh, bad acts during those past eight years. So I realized that this was a very hot issue that Americans deeply cared about what our country had been through. And I think the primary concern that still motivates me is that if we don't hold them accountable now, starting with Bush, Cheney, and the rest, uh, then the impunity will continue. And in fact, it is continuing uh, yes. under Obama. Yes. Well, Charlotte, you have an event in L.A., I think, uh, on the 5th of April. We have listeners down there. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and where people might be able to get your book? Well, um, the event is going to be held uh, apparently in a very beautiful private home. And the details will be on my publisher's website, and you can get to that through peoplethebush.com. Uh, follow the links, and that'll set up the events and, and tell people where it's being held. Um, I believe that Bugliosi is going to show up at that event as well to lend his support. He also came to New York when my book was launched in late January and spoke with me and Naomi Wolf. So uh, I'm very pleased about that. Um, people can get the book, um, you know, through Amazon.com. I will, I will add that I really need help. I want to build this accountability movement, and um, I need all the help I can get, both in just people coming behind my book, because that sends a message, or also um, if I'm going to go on tour, you know, small donations will help. The point is that if people don't, you know, get off their duff and do something about it, uh, we're going to have worse than Bush in the next national election, and we definitely don't want that. So time to mobilize. Well, Charlotte, uh, we, we certainly applaud your, your courageous efforts in this area, and I know that you're trying to work on an event in Berkeley which hasn't been nailed down. So if you can get that nailed down, come on next week, and we'll tell people where they can go, which will be easier than getting to L.A. for most of our listeners. Well, thank you, Doug. I really appreciate your support, and I just want to say that uh, I'm so grateful to you and other uh, radio broadcasters, because just like Bugliosi, I'm being completely blacked out by the mainstream media, so I depend on you to help me get the word out, and I appreciate it greatly. Well, Charlotte, you're, you're very welcome, and, and we, like I say, look forward to updating this uh, in the near future. Very good, Doug. Thanks a lot. Freedom of choice. All right, we've only got uh, a few minutes left, it looks like. Um, we're not going to be able to bring you Matt Renner today from truthout.org, a very worthwhile uh, organization. We'd highly recommend that you make arrangements to receive uh, their mailings. And they have a couple of local events that will be taking place in April that we'll be talking about uh, so that you, dear listener, may be able to attend. But in the couple of minutes we have left, I want to cite something that came out of truthout.org which was some references to the new book by Carl Rove. 
Now, the Sacramento Bee had published some pretty funny reviews uh, on the 14th of March. I like the one by Dana Milbank of the Washington Post, which concluded with, Correction, every article about George W. Bush ever written by Dana Milbank was wrong. The Post regrets the error. But uh, the truth out piece by Melvin Goodman deserves a quote or two before we go today. Melvin cuts the chase by (laughs) quoting Joseph Goebbels, who felt that the greater the lie, the greater the power of it, and said that Goebbels would have loved Karl Rove's courage and consequences, my life as a conservative in the fight. Talking about Rove's novel claim that the reason the Bush administration invaded Iraq was because they, they really thought there were weapons of mass destruction, and they wouldn't have invaded, probably, if, if they'd only known that there were no such weapons, said Mr. Goodman correctly. In fact, the Bush administration mounted an intense six-month campaign to make sure that the CIA and Defense Intelligence Agency produced, quote, evidence, unquote, of WMDs, then made sure that such players as National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice and Secretary of State Colin Powell parroted the administration's big lie to the American public and international community, which, frankly, summarizes it pretty well. He also noted this is not the first time the U.S. has manipulated intelligence to make a case for war. It happened prior to the Mexican-American War to support the policies of President James Polk, before the Spanish-American War to support the policies of President William McKinley, and before the Vietnam War to support President Lyndon Johnson. But the Iraq war marked the first time the White House mounted a full court press with such zeal to take the nation to a war that was unneeded, illegal, and immoral. Rove and Scooter Libby were key operatives in a programmatic marketing plan to justify the war, which included the outing of CIA operative Valerie Plame, whose husband had dared to challenge the case for war. We're enormously pleased in this program that we were able to bring you Ambassador Joseph Wilson, who told the truth and saw as a result and saw as a result his family punished. This reminds me, too, that we did have a promise from Daniel Ellsberg when he was done writing his next book to come on this program. And by God, we're going to see if we can't make that happen. But we're out of time today. Our thanks to our good pal Will Durst, who will be coming uh, locally here on the 8th of May, and to lawyer-author Charlotte Dennett. Since we spoke, she just sent us a note saying she may have a venue lined up in Berkeley. When it's uh, solid, we'll tell you about it. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm Douglas Everett, and this has been Radio Parallax. We'll see you next week at the same time.